So he just grabbed a 45 pound bar off the squat rack and just threw it through the wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We got an Atlantis plate loaded shoulder press. Okay. Nice. Nice. So I, no. Go get a bone. But that's because we're selling a few things and we just haven't managed to sell them yet. So we don't have like lots of room right now. Brutal. You know, I could have worse problems. problems. Yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> right now our problem is we have too many cool pieces of equipment. We don't have room for everything. <laughs> okay. There we go. So I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good about um, just me as a person. I'm gonna talk about I I uh, you know just the industry we in we uh, you know get a lot of like you know a lot of through our Instagram. True. You know what I mean, right? And you know, hey, maybe I click half of it, take a closer look, maybe. Be I don't. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but I've I've looked at so many, um, you know, other like podcast shows and bike clips and guitar porn and uh, self improvement accounts and also like those screen actors accounts I sent you guys with those great clips. Oh yeah. Yes. And I've been watching so much of that stuff that the, the I'm getting a little bit less, you know. Less uh, <clears throat> overload in my. I think if it's probably good for my brain is what I'm trying to say. Look, at my, look at my search page. Probably good for my brain. Yeah, <laughs> motorcycles. All Just motorcycles. motorcycles. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's a hockey fight in the bottom corner, and motorcycles. And if I scroll down, I got to get to like the second scroll before I get titties. So that's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a good person, I guess, or better than I used to be, at least. That's what Instagram does. Like, I had to go way down to get to her and her. Yeah. It took a minute. Yeah. So, like, I a got, bike yeah. Still. Yeah. How are you guys doing? I got, I got, like, there's Eddie Van Halen. There's Kiss. <laughs> there's Jay Cutler. Uh, I got guitars. You know, there's, like, a, a meme with a girl, but it's not the girl. It's just a meme. Norm yeah. McDonald. I've been on, like, a Norm McDonald kick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Look at us. Look, Scott's not know. showing his. Scott's not showing his. Yeah, you guys, you guys are on Instagram a lot more than me. Like I, I am not, and that's why you like you'll send messages and like I don't see them for. Then I'll I'll get there and I'll see it like you know after it's been like three days. But for me, it's YouTube. Like my YouTube feed is all the guns, <clears throat> just all the fire, all the guns, stuff. all of them. Yeah, all the guns. Why um, is I got YouTube a... against cigars and not guns? I don't understand. Oh, they're definitely against guns too. In fact, we're probably demonetized because we mentioned cigars and guns in the same sentence. <laughs> they don't. They don't like the cigars, huh? <laughs> they just They've got a bot it already. They just have a cigar and gun bot. That's yeah. all it looks for. You know, cigars uh, and guns. We, our our show didn't even make it up when we tried to set up a YouTube. The oh. moment we posted it or we went to post it, it wouldn't let us. What? Yeah, what? like the guy, he called me and he was like, I got to do this and this. And then it went up and then our entire page was like disabled. Huh, no kidding. You might yeah, have to do on. like an 18 or over thing maybe because it's tobacco related, I wonder. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. That's the ATF, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Department. Yeah. That's who's on us. They're the ATF is watching us. us. ATF is watching you guys down there. So, um, so we had a RICO case last week with yeah 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 yeah. Now that's we got a, ATF. That's ongoing. That's ongoing. That <laughs> ongoing RICO case. We have an ongoing RICO case because of our past transgressions. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got to say like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Oh, I like. There the you calls. go. Felt good. good. There you go. Um, yeah, we appreciate all the support. Once again, remember mutant. I am mutant.com. Go on uh, I am mutant.com if you're in North America and use a code Dusty20 or Big Ron20. Doesn't matter what country you're in, you can use the code in North America. 20% off. You get a deal. We get a little gold star. It all works <laughs> out. It all works Love out. Me. So uh, and then of course, remember to uh, you know, support the Think Big channel. Scott does a lot of work producing. He's yes. actually hired some staff now yeah. over there at Think Big. We got news. He's got actual staff. I'm not sure if we want to out them at Rachel some point. Rachel Irons. Shout out Rachel to Rachel Irons. Irons. Okay, there you go, out. Rachel Irons. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you very much, Rachel. 
Yes, thank you, Rachel. I noticed she uh, she was like, you know, I, I figured that was her doing the editing when I saw the, the one post on Instagram. So yeah, um, yeah. well, we're doing we, we shifted gears. So initially, we were doing the Instagram reels, right? And then all of this started happening. And I thought to myself, you know what a better use of time would be is actually working on the platform itself, right? If you can release more YouTube videos, instead of us having to labor over this entire podcast, what if we were to pull like the best clip from a Jordan Peters episode or like yeah, the yeah. best clip from Jay Cutler? So, you know, some of our listeners, they haven't had a chance to even watch some of those. Like they weren't with us back then. So, yeah. so we're revisiting some of those and it's allowing mm -hmm. us to get more content out, which the algorithm loves that. The more you post, the more they reward you. And the more you become addicted to the dopamine surges that it provides. So <laughs> my day is scheduled around multiple dopamine appointments. Yeah. Um, so, so oh, yes. And thank yeah. you to everybody who was stepping up to for Patreon. Cause that does help a heck of a lot. Thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say the Patreon helps a lot with, uh, you know, getting it all done. Final product. Yes. So, so we got a quick hour Q and a here, gentlemen, zoom, Class. We're going to hammer. And the reason that we're doing things a little unorthodox this week, yeah. we're doing our Q&A first, and then we're going to do our interview episode. We normally kind of flip that. Yeah, but you guys won't even know that because you'll see this on Saturday. Yeah. 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 We can't, we can't bury Kamal until, you know, the Saturday. True. He gets priority. Yeah. So it's, it's going to come out opposite. So Kamal hasn't happened yet in our world, but in your world, you've already watched him. And it, he wow. just messaged me back. He's good. To, I wanted to double check. You know, that's the producer thing to do. He's mm. set. He's good to go. So we're, okay. we're scheduled. Yes. We got 34 minutes of Q&A. No, 20, 26 minutes of Q&A. He's on at 430. Yeah, oh, okay. I, we got an hour. We got an hour. Okay. Almost. It's still going to be. Okay. A, but listen, though, if Dusty brings up anything about pizza without forks or shoeless, you know, locker room situations, mm. you're going to you're going to need that hour, Ron. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just remember, focus on the forge's use. Very important. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do some YouTube questions for the people. All right. <clears throat> the people. So there were, number one, <clears throat> there were so many gym uh, stories of accidents that people oh, yeah. had. Like, I mean, major ones and and minor ones as well. But like we triggered something in everybody. I did want to bring this one up just because it was worth mentioning. Christopher Davis said I was squatting uh, four and a half plates on a Smith machine a couple of weeks ago when suddenly the cable snapped and one of the metal beams came loose. The machine started rocking, so I had to bail out and let the weight drop. I wasn't injured at all, but obviously a bit shaken up, thinking that it was going to fall back with the whole I was going to fall back with the whole machine ever since then I've had been hesitant to use a Smith again and I wanted to ask you guys uh, have you ever seen a Smith machine fall over because I feel like that would basically be like a car crash <clears throat> I've never seen a Smith fall over but I've seen um the uh, one of the rails pop out before yeah. which can jam up the re like the bar can get jammed, you know, because the rails are mm -hmm. farther apart than they're supposed to be. So then there's like a, you know, and the person doesn't always realize what's happened. So it can be very like, you know, dangerous. Yeah. But I've seen Smiths come apart, but I've never seen them tip over. Okay. I saw, I can't remember who it was, but uh, some one of my friends I follow uh, was was doing Smith squats in a gym. That I, I don't think it was his home gym and it wasn't secured to the ground and the entire machine moved during his rep. Oh my God. Right. And he was feet forward. Yeah. Yeah. So he pushed back and it fell because it was now behind him. Somehow didn't get injured. But it's like that kind of stuff drives me crazy with like, I understand that equipment moves, right? I mean, Ron, you guys move stuff. Some equipment you can, it cannot. I think a piece like that is like, it, you got to figure out a way to make sure it's not going to move. I mean, that's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. Smith, Smith should be bolted down. Both of ours are bolted. Because yeah. you just don't want that moving on somebody. And um, but another thing too is people do really dumb shit on Smith machines all, oh, all the, time. the time. Oh yeah. Like yeah. like I'm 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 not even that big of a fan of the feet forward squat because you're actually kind of really driving into the rails. Right. You know? Yeah. And um and the it, it, you know, that's not necessarily
Like you can like you're I just think you're way better off to use a hack squad at that point if that's what you're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. Um and uh you know, same as like guys who do way too heavy on the military press and their elbows are actually behind them, so they're 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 really driving into the rails with their pecs until the rep gets halfway up. And oh, then yeah. They use their, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, like yeah. their elbows go back and they're really pressing into the rails. And um, I mean, that's that's just not what they're for. I mean, you're not doing yourself any favors doing that. You're actually like, that's like the awkward way to do it, you know? Agreed. Get under it and press straight up, you know? But people want to go so heavy on Smith. See, everybody do like three, four plate shoulder presses and their elbows are behind them. So they're really pecked into it. So yeah okay that was just a quick little one uh and then we had one from jim mcdonald he brought us a good one last time he he's patreon by the way thank you and he Thanks, gave jim. us a, like a whole slew of good over unders that we we used one oh, day damn so he's back and he says question for the next podcast he has his own podcast by the way they do like tech oh. stuff like nerdy computer stuff oh okay cool and all that he says question for the next podcast which person is the biggest tool the person who records every one of their sets uh, and walks around the gym with their tripod. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two, people who start dancing in the gym like they're in a nightclub. Three, newbie doing uh, bodybuilding poses in the gym mirrors have some shame, people. Four, the person who thinks they can take multiple machines for supersetting, leaves a machine vacant for several minutes, then tries to kick somebody off. I have two more sets, bro. Or five people who take a big stinky dump in the men's locker room. These guys are all these people are there. I do know yeah, all those people. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. So which one's the biggest tool? Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not a fan of anyone who giant sets in a big gym. I think that's unrealistic for you to expect to take up three, four machines on a Monday night at a busy gym. I think that's a lot of you, for you to expect. Yeah. Right. Um, also, um, people who, if you're going to do a drop set on a chest fly, um, oh God. <laughs> use a machine with a pin, use a machine with a pin. That's, that's, that's literally the most, if that the best way to solve that problem, it's not to grab four sets of dumbbells on a yeah. busy night and hog four sets or five sets of dumbbells for your drop set. That's yeah. not, um, it's just not like cool gym etiquette. So yeah, the sort of hoarding machines and equipment I think is a problem. I wouldn't use a wor- word tool though. I don't really like to call people tools. There's tool behavior, but you know, sometimes people just don't realize. Um, and then, you know, I'd say that's a close, close competition with the, uh, um, See the the quote here is people who record every one of their sets. Yeah. So that right. that to me is that's ridiculous. It's you different than just every... like the top yeah, set, it's, right? It's different than just setting up for like your one set of hacks that day and then and then you take your phone down and you don't even use it the rest of the workout. That's a totally different type of uh, behavior. But the recording everything and having to document like you know, if I see someone filming their leg workout with their buddy, I'm like, "Oh yeah." yeah. But yeah. then if I see them the very next day filming or five days later filming another leg workout every single set i'm like what'd you do with the first one i didn't even see it this is all going on your stories like you're putting every single leg workout up i don't know anyways that's my thing i just like the time you put into this yeah um, he's a podcaster yeah. so he you know he, yeah he's I doing. definitely back those um so I, my, my knee jerk is i want to pick on the dancing person but Here's why I can't. The generalized lack of give up in a person like that is very impressive to me. Frank. Yes. Yes. You know, like the fact that you don't like, and I understand there's some people who do it for attention, but I've seen people that just don't like, you know, they're in their little zone and I'm like, yeah, I got, I got to tip my hat to you. You don't care. And that's impressive. So I, I want to say that person, but I can't, um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to say I'm I'm gonna honorable mention you on the um super setting because there's a few ladies at the gym I used to go to that would go up and grab all of the like tens to twenties, like four women. They were all training together. Yeah. But they would all do the same movement at the same time. So no one was spotting one, but they had all the weight. Yeah. Right. They had like all four sets of fifteen pound dumbbells. Yeah, and you're like 
you guys aren't having you're actually all training alone together yeah like they would they would together. talk yeah and then they would all go okay now let's go and then they would all lean back and do their flies or whatever and you're just like but they're taking up four benches <laughs> Yeah, yes. four benches, four <laughs> sets of the dumbbells are around the same size. And I'm just like, wow, okay. So, I, I, I mean, wow, good for you, I guess, for being completely oblivious that other people exist. Yeah. The, I have to touch on one thing. I have to touch on the dancing thing that you, you said you, uh, you give them credit. I, um, I, I can never pick on them because I know for a fact that you that air, I guitar. air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when we, because, we were training in yeah. uh, in Dubai and I said that to you? <laughs> he's sitting there yeah, and yeah. we're like between sets. And I look at Ron, he's got his headsets in and I and I I, I mouth something. He's like, How long he takes this out? I go, What song are you playing? He goes, What? I go, What song are you playing? He goes, What? I go, On your air guitar. He goes, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> That's great. I just had a little chug going. <laughs> Yeah, I had a little chug, a little palm mute going on my hip. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he didn't mention I did a thing one time and I caught myself doing it and it was okay because I was the only person in the gym. Uh, My buddy, a client too, Mike Toller, he has uh, like a little it it used to be anytime fitness. He he changed it. He made it independent now, but it's a little key fob gym and Mm -hmm. it was Christmas Day. This is five years ago or so. I went through a breakup. And it was Christmas day and I was going to my parents' house and I wanted to get a workout in first and it was chest. And I'm going to tell you, it was the absolute like best workout I had had all year. And I think I felt like a little bit of like that little bit of self hate, you know, a little anger, a little, little being upset. Love that. And I had like rage on something like that. I can't remember what I think it was rage against the machine. And I was the guy who was kind of like, there was nobody else in the gym, mind you. And maybe that's why I felt comfortable enough. I was kind of like pacing between sets and looking at the floor and kind of like maybe like cussing out loud, just, just under my breath a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the whole time. And I was like, maybe a little hyperventilating. You know what I'm right, talking right, about? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little. And the music was contributing. You were you were almost yeah. dancing. You were yeah, almost, almost, almost a ritualistic tribal display. <laughs> like my own little right? mosh pit. Yeah. 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 Right. Like that's what I mean. The dancing, <laughs> the dancing is technically sort of the same part yeah. of the brain as the air guitar. So I can't make yeah. fun of them. It's just this coming out wow. differently. Yeah. Yeah. There's the okay. guy too who sings to the headphones. There's that guy. Yeah. So the odd time there's a guy at our gym and he sings a lot. And he'll be at the water fountain just rapping away. Okay. Yeah. Just out loud. With his and you can't hear on. yourself. So you're kind of like a deaf person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then if my music is like my, one of my headphones is out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that guy that raps to himself again. Yeah. <laughs> and so on this note, because there were so many, you guys had so many good comments. There was one more I wanted to address. Uh, funny gym stories. You'd, uh, he said, uh, I, I've never seen a friend of my, wait. Worst but funny gym story I've ever seen. Friend of mine, a competitive bodybuilder. Um, oh, no, wait. This is a different guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whoa. Yeah, You're I had to get rid of that. Here. I, yeah. You good. get no credit, sir. I'll bring You're that back. Violent. Violent. I'll, I'll violent. I like nothing it. to us. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring that one back. But this was just because this one was so impressive. He said, weird guy at the gym story. Me and my buddy were heading to the locker room to get our stuff and leave. We saw a kid walking in. We both had to do a double take to make sure we saw it correctly. The kid brought a katana into the gym. When we were leaving, he was on a machine, on a leg press, still with the katana. Wow. So he's just carrying like a sheathed katana around in case he needs it? I don't know. I asked if Did he, he have had like a, a pizza or say a purple headband. That's what I said. I said, did you have like a shell on his back or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that's, Leonardo. Yeah. Oh, is that right? That's no, a, that's funny. No, that's no. that's something like, like you know, I, I can imagine seeing that in the gym as an owner. Being yeah. like, I have some questions. Yeah, I would you have know? some. I would, I would have some objections actually. Walk up, yeah, going. Is it all right can't. if you maybe put your uh, your samurai sword in the locker? Or maybe I can hold it in the office for you. You think that's a good idea? Yeah. I'd do something to try to help him out. <laughs> All right. Because Careful. I brought it up, I got to bring this one back. Sorry, uh, Steve. Yeah, sorry, Steve. He's back. Competitive bodybuilder friend. 
broke both forearms in a construction accident. First day back in the gym, he says, I'm going to make my comeback. And a guy who's known to be a wise ass comes up and says, uh, you never were there to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and ends up getting thrown through the sheet rock wall until it was repaired. You could see the spot where he went through. <laughs> So for like a week or two, there's like a whole no sheetrock. <laughs> and so that, that uh, led to a, a thing I wanted to ask you guys, because you've been in the gym for obviously decades now. What was your best gym fight story that you witnessed? Because so, everybody's got one. So I, I got to tell the funny sheetrock story first. Okay. Oh, there so, we go. Good. good. This was the, the gym back in, uh, this would have been back in, in Grand Prairie and probably like 90 93 maybe i would have been in like grade 12 and uh the gym got like a new manager or something and you know the new manager comes in and he's like oh you know we got to make it more marketable right and he so he gets this bright idea to build a, a, a just a drywall like just like a an eight foot wall right in the middle of the dumbbell rack past the 80 pound dumbbells so like the dumbbells are going to go to 80 then there's going to be a wall Then you go around the eight foot wall and the dumbbells will start at like 85 and go up to 130 or whatever we had. Because he thought, well, the big guys are intimidating. So we'll build a wall (laughs) (laughs) and the big guys can train on the other side of the wall with the heavy dumbbells. I'm not even joking. Enter it. This was like, yeah. And there was a squat rack on one side of the wall and a squat rack that was on the other side of the wall. And he would, he was telling all the big guys, hey, can you guys squat in that rack? Here's the idiot like and i don't even have to go into how square footage works when you insert a wall it actually swallows up like a wall swallows up like way more space than it actually takes up on a blueprint right right and you know it just eats into everything like everyone was like what is this wall and it went up so fast like i literally went in the gym one day and there's a wall i'm like right (laughs) so i can't i I don't know who to give credit to it's one of two guys because it was so long ago but Corey and Derek. both. Thanks, guys. Corey and Derek. Yeah. Corey Lebrec and Derek Doobie. Those two guys, man. <laughs> they were like, the, they were the coolest guys. And they were like a little older than me and they were bodybuilders at the gym. And I can't remember. I think it was Derek Doobie. But one day he went in there and he saw the wall. And he was like, so he just grabbed a 45 pound bar off the squat rack and just threw it through the wall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> This wall is now done. Yeah, this wall's done. There's no cameras here. Just <laughs> threw it through the wall. Wall got taken down. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dumbest thing. You this imagine is stupid. that threw being a, what you're bringing? <laughs> I, like that that's, I like that that's how he thought, though. This is a problem. I will fix it. I'm just yeah. going to punch a hole in it, and then they're either going to remove it or put an effort into fixing it, and I'll just punch another hole in it again. Yeah. Right? So just threw a 45-pound bar through it. Gets us out of here. You know? <laughs> I just could see him, like, you know, pulling the bar back out, putting it back, and just getting back to his workout. Like, yeah, you got to finish up legs. <laughs> Nothing happened here. Nothing happened here. Anyways, I think the statute of limitations on destroying that wall is passed, so I can mention them. And you know what? Who knows if the story is even completely correct, but that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. I remember him throwing it through that wall. And just laughing, like laughing uncontrollably about how, like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. That's kind of mayhem I'm talking about. Those are the things you yeah. see in the gym that you don't see. Like, I was asking about fights, but that's just as good. Like, those things you don't or see. Better. Yeah. Yeah. You don't see that, yeah. like, at you other know? things in the world, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Do you my have any, any still any... wrapped around this idea that a guy built a wall in the gym <laughs> Yeah. I want to yeah. fire him and the person who hired him. Both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? It's funny. It's been so long since I thought about that. So. Wow. I got, I got, I got to tell you, Scott, I have nothing that can come close to any aspect of that story. Yeah. The wall Fair going enough. up or how it came down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow. This guy was so far ahead of Trump trying to keep us separated. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build that wall. 
there, there yeah. was a, it was at Powerhouse Novi, which was their world headquarters, and they were getting they they've gotten away from the like the bodybuilding thing. They're more about the fitness thing and the competing with like Lifetime and stuff like that at world headquarters. Mm-hmm. And they they had dumbbells that went up to like one thirty, I think they were, but the dumbbells from a hundred to one thirty. They ended up moving away from the normal dumbbells. They had this like powerlifting area and it was 60,000 square foot gym, by the way. And they had them all the way on the other side of the gym by like the uh, like by some ropes and some random stuff and one bench over there. So you would, I guess, do your and they moved them there. They weren't always there, but they decided they were going to try that to kind of like you know, same thing, build a wall just with sheer space. So when I needed those dumbbells, what I would do is I would walk over there and I'd strap up. And part of my workout was I'd have to carry them on over. Walk them all the way over. (laughs) You. And then when you're done, leave them there. I just put them at the end, you know, after the, you know, after the hundred. Where they're supposed to go. Exactly. Just on the floor. Right there on the floor. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Next to it. Your your idiocy is just going to make me stronger because (laughs) of the farmer's walks. I'm going to get stronger. (laughs) It's the way I felt. The size of Scott's traps since they moved those dumbbells. (laughs) Yeah. How come everyone at that gym has huge traps? Well, Well, the owner moved the heavy dumbbells and they're all really upset about it. Yeah. All right, yeah. I got a real bodybuilding question here uh, from Iron Warrior. Thoughts on mini cuts during the off season? I think it means you got fat and you shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry. some people some people just can't get away with eating how other people eat, and sometimes they they have to do a little little three week trim up or something like that. I think it's really interesting now with what we're talking about with insulin sensitivity and. Yeah. And, you know, how you can actually, you know, theoretically maybe grow better if you stay between 8 and 12% as opposed to, like, going to, you know, you know 15, 16, 17%. You know, it doesn't necessarily make you grow any better. So, um, and, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, all of our different off seasons and, you know, whether we actually yielded any more muscle by getting a lot heavier or medium heavier, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, some, some of my best preps are when I – didn't get nearly as heavy in the off season, you know? So there's some definite validity to doing like a mini cut. I, I, I like to ask people, I like to monitor appetite more than actually how they look, you know? Um, mm. Like if they're having a hard time getting their food down, they're like, Oh man, I'm really fucking like struggling with this food. You know um, that's, I think a good time to do a little, you know, remind your body to be hungry, you know, diet mm. for a couple of weeks. I think it's good. I think it's good for you. You know, um, we never did it, of course, because we were just like, well, diet starts, you know, May 15th on the calendar. I got, you know, because we did one show a year. So it was always just a repeating off season, then diet, off season, then diet. So, but I think, you know, I think it's, uh, it's definitely a valuable tool for a lot of people. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Not everybody, whatever. Yeah, it depends on if you need it. Like, I do have clients, all kidding aside, that we have to, we have to let them get a little too soft and then bring them down throughout the year. They're just, I got one guy in particular that if I don't let him get a little soft, he doesn't put on any size, Yeah. but then I have to carefully pull it back down. And it's just, you know, because the way he carries his fat is in one area. And I'm worried if I let that sit there too long, too heavily, yeah, that we might yeah. have a skin issue later. You what know what area I mean? That's another thing. What area he is He carries it? it like between the low, like it, it's funny, but like, all kidding aside, it's like female. It's like between the, the love handles and like down into the glutes. Oh, okay. And it's yeah. that whole area. Like everything will be reasonably tight and then there's just bam. And I'm like, you know that word I can't use. Frank. Um, yeah, Frank and beans. Um, so... <laughs> But yeah, the, so it is. It's it's an up and down. But for the most part, I do think what I said jokingly in the beginning, which is if you're <clears throat> if you're not really prone, just make sure you're watching all the time. Because like you said, Ron, a lot of people. I know I was guilty of this when I first was gaining. I'm like, I got to get heavy, and it was the scale. It was like, what? As long mm. as that scale goes up, I'm bodybuilding. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which still isn't actually a bad plan for a certain type of guy, like. You right know, or or the, I think a young you know, guy, you know, the yeah, rules young are guy a or different. more mesomorphic guy. It it you know, you know, especially a mesomorphic 
person, you know, who's got like the body type for it. Like just mm-hmm. fucking move that scale, man. Fucking yeah. eat. You know, like, but again, not everybody is in that zone. I was pretty lucky. I think I'm about half mesomorph. So, you know, a little bit of that. I What's the tall, harder. skinny one? Is that ec- ecto? Yes. Ecto. ecto? Or just yeah, skinny. Ecto. Yeah. Yeah. So they got like an that, ecto without meso. the tall part, you know? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Got another another good one here. Another bodybuilding question. Um uh, lots of talk about studies, Chris Beardsley on hypertrophy uh, and lower rep ranges, five to nine being superior than 10 plus um, as anything over this range is only causing additional fatigue and no benefit. Uh, do you ever take these studies into consideration and adjust your training or for your clients or you stick to what's worked for decades um, really any rep range pushed to failure to keep the gains coming. Seems like the internet and um, uh, amount of information we have now on training, people are looking for an exact formula instead of just doing the work. Um, yeah, I don't overthink that stuff. Um, my, you know, to be honest, I, because of the Dorian stuff I did, I mean, a vast majority of my stuff was five to 10 reps to failure. I would go down to five on certain body parts, like maybe your work, main work set of chest hmm. or deadlifts or, or something like that or squats. But, you know, everything else would be minimum six reps to 10 reps. Like I did a lot of that, like a right. lot. And um, with my clients, due to all the experience since then, I sort of like the six to 12 rep range for most working sets, most straight sets. Um, and I sort of shoot for like a couple of the sixes and then more of the tens, like sort of when I'm looking at the volume, um, you know, you remember the heavier weight and the lower the reps, kind of the higher the risk. So you have to, and you just look at the person too, or, you know, some guys are built for, you know, some guys are built pretty sturdy. Other people aren't built as sturdy, you know? Um, so there's, there's a lot of little things that go into that, but I mean, Everything we've seen so far that I've seen shows that training really, really hard is the number one factor. And the, the, the rep range that have all shown hypertrophy has been the kind of three to 30 range. As long yep. as you're training hard, you know, the, 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 the um, extent of your effort on the sets, you know, that seems to be one of the, the main factor for hypertrophy. So, you know, I try not to overthink that. Hmm. Yeah. I think the overthinking stretches into a lot of stuff now. Um, so I take it really simply. If you are, if you're doing, let's just say for numbers, 200 pounds for six currently, and you're doing that same 200 for 12 later, you're probably bigger. <laughs> same thing if that number is 100 for 16 and now it's 100 for 30. Yeah. So I don't really worry about that that much. And I think the thing that drives me crazy about all these studies and things is they also bring into account things like Scott and I talked about over the weekend, which are now we're in this, oh, we want to stay in a a shortened range of motion and and constant tension because that's magic. I would like to use a word I can't use here, but it doesn't. Frank, it doesn't map out. You're looking for, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's real loud kind of ah, all at once. Like, when I think of when I got the greatest changes, it was when, for example, on lats, it was like when Dante was like, oh, no, 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 on your on your rack chins, drop all the way down. I want the arms mm. and the lats to fully relax. Yeah. Like all the way. Then a full pause at that stretch. Then come all the way back up again. And you could literally feel when you dropped into that stretch and really let your lat release even further, a stretch into your armpits, mm-hmm. which used to be my armpits and later became an extension of my lats that was just yeah. further distance. So I really do think a lot of these studies and things get in the way because I tell my clients all the time, are you feeling that where you're supposed to? Yes. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like. We can beat it to death, but if it's on there the whole time and when you're done, you can't squeeze it anymore and you're not feeling some other muscle join in, cool. I guess we're good. I mean, I just think you can really over-abuse these things and numbers and stuff like that. And I also think one thing to add on the rep range is something to be said about training the mind. And there is nothing more disgusting 
than a set of squats or a set of leg press to 50. Yeah. Because that's not yeah. just strength. That's your brain. You want to stop at 30, and there are 20 more in the tank if you're sadistic enough. Hmm. And most of you will never know that because the study said to stop at six. And that means your six isn't what it could have been either. Right. Because you're not crazy enough. The the over... Um... Like, I, I think all this information is good in a way. It's the application that becomes a problem and the trendiness of certain things that become a problem and people changing what they're doing, even though what they're doing was working. So mm -hmm. I see guys that have good backs, like good backs, and they're changing what they're doing because they're like, oh, I want to, you know, isolate more. I, I do think, though, that the back is such a complex body part that we're, we, we shouldn't necessarily be isolating one little muscle. Like, it mm -hmm. works together. It's a, it's, a, it's a complex. It works together. Like, when you do a one-arm dumbbell row, it's not just your lat. It's your rhomboids and your traps and all the muscles underneath your shoulder blade and everything pulling and your rear delt and your rotator cuff, and it's all coming together because it's a, it's, a, it's a giant compound movement. Like mm -hmm. we don't see, you don't put a bar on your back and then try to turn your glutes off in a squat. Like you'll fall right. over. Your glutes have to fire in a squat. Everything has to fire in a squat for you to stay rigid and straight, you know? So when they, when you're doing these one arm pull downs, which I have nothing against one arm pull downs, I do them all the time. But when you're doing them and you're trying to turn everything off except your lat, I just don't think that's a, that's the best way to get the most out of your training efficiency wise. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you should do one arm pull downs and your lat should be wound with blood. But there's a lot of other things in your back that should also give us a lot of blood in them, too. Like there's a lot going on, you know, right. when you go hard and move some weight and all that stuff. So I just don't think you should, you know, if if uh, if it's if just your lat has some blood in it and there's nothing else going on anywhere, I'm not necessarily sure that's the best way to train something like back. Agreed. Yeah. All right, um, we had a couple more here. If you guys could do something, uh, if you could focus on something other than bodybuilding and build a career, what would it be? Mm. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would. I, it's stuff that I kind of am doing already, anyways. But like, I would love to get into like. I definitely enjoy a lot of aspects of real estate. Um, but I think just like bodybuilding, I would actually pigeon my whole a little pigeonhole myself a little bit because I enjoy it. So I like it's not fitness, it's bodybuilding, right? Like I really love mid-century modern houses. I would like to buy them, update them, and flip them. Like yes, that's right. Because then you get the reward of the money, but also the the joy of I bought it at this did this to it, made it awesome and sold it for that. So I get all of those pieces. Like That's I could fun. see getting into that for sure. Hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, I don't know. I think like, you know, it's hard to say now, but you know, I do love, um, I have some friends that are in the rock and roll business, you know, like one of my good friends is like buddies with, you know, producers that have made all the biggest albums in history and um you know there's a lot of room in that industry for someone that loves the business and loves music you know there's all sorts of you know from owning you know music stores to being involved in recording studios and being around those bands and you know learning the tech side and there's all sorts of stuff i don't know i think it might you know be cool to be in the music industry back in the day you know i don't know how it is now but you know it would have been, yeah. you know, some cool stuff, you know, lots of guys that never like played in bands or anything. They're just, they just love playing music and love yeah. music. Some of those are the best guys producer wise, you know what, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. So yeah, involved somehow, Ooh. maybe an agent for the bands and the bands get a deal, you know, <laughs> taking care of them. No, no, no brown M&Ms. You didn't read the rider. <laughs> you know? Here's a good one. Everybody loved the the posing stuff uh, about hamstrings. 
And somebody even uh, mentioned, they were like, at 49 minutes, 53 seconds, tell me everybody wasn't flexing their hamstring at that moment. <laughs> and I was like, I was. I was sitting at my desk doing it while you guys were talking. Damon, Damon says, uh, educating and entertaining. If you guys want, I would love to hear more posing tips. Uh, I have learned so much about displaying leg development in the past few episodes, and I'd really like to hear more if possible. By the way, uh, death and black metal is all I listen to. Ron should give it more consideration. <laughs> I work with him. In fact, I think he has like a big pentagram tattoo. He's like our age. I think he's got a big old oh, pentagram yeah. tattoo. I'll have to check. I won't. I'm not he's 29. Put... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, 27, like our age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, I'm glad uh, the people need help up. with leg posing. That's That's something that people need help with. So I'm glad they found a little bit of. A little bit of a lesson in there, you know? Yeah. What's the <laughs> next thing people have problems with? What do they have? Back. Like, back is a tough one, isn't it? It's so hard for me to explain the yeah. simplicity of opening a back. You, I, I got one. nothing harder than when people first start. Go ahead. I got one. When you're doing a back double bicep, yeah. you shouldn't be able to see your fingers wiggle in your peripheral vision. Your hand should be behind you. Yeah, you gotta yeah. rotate back so your fingers, you shouldn't be able to see your fingers. You know what I mean? So I see guys like this, but their lats aren't really out and you, they lose their bicep peak from behind. You gotta yep. roll it back. Yeah. So that's a good one. You just like rotate, you know, just rotate the arms back farther and uh, crank it back. You feel the whole back lock up and it looks like it gets wider. It's like a really good, Oh, illusion yeah. but i use that as a rule if you can see your fingers wiggling in your peripheral vision your hands aren't back far enough right yeah. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah he does he has like a big pentagram on his back so that that adds up now yeah yeah <laughs> how about this one this is something i i think i tell a lot of the newer guys and it's that you see them hit like a front double bicep and they don't really inflate themselves. They just, you know, they're just like, here I am, front double bicep. Right. And the way I explain it to them, and it really won't maybe translate as much on audio, but like, you know, you take a guy who's standing here like this, just normal. And then just think about like inflating all of this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Expand your rib cage. Think about breathing up. I mean, who's mm -hmm. who's going to look bigger? This guy, you know, who's just here or, you know, yeah. that guy. So it's like, yeah. I think that's it's a simple one, but maybe I didn't do that in the past because I remember somebody else yeah. teaching me that, you know. Also on the front double, um, I tell people to reach for the walls with their elbows. Oh, like, yeah, try yeah. To, try, to just, try to just reach out with your elbows a little, like get a little wider. Like you'd be amazed. Mm -hmm. You got a little bit more in you, you know. You got some shoulder girdle that you can spread out there. Yeah. Yeah. People don't okay. always close their arms down well enough either on that. Like yeah. you see them like that. They're up here. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. You could close that down. I don't know. Yeah, and then I like to leave just a bit of a gap so you can see where the bicep like peaks. You know, if you close yes. it, if you close it, if some people if they close the arm too far, it like fills the hole. Yeah, you yeah. know. I always close that. it all the way so that no one realized there was no peak. It was good. <laughs> Very much part of my plan. Dusty had so much tricep he could bend his arm all the way, and his tricep sweep was still crazy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I know you've boring. got some, Ron. I've got one more, and it's important. Uh, and this is an over and under uh, Atomics oh. shoes. He said he's been oh. wanting a pair for three years. You should want them for longer and then <laughs> stop wanting them. <laughs> I think it's the most over, like, I, and I had them. <clears throat> I'm sure we all did. But I had them when I was first bodybuilding because Atomics and a big water bottle were the only way that people could know I was bodybuilding because I didn't have any muscle. <laughs> so that was my, like, you know, if I was a couple years earlier, I would have also had some of those big socks maybe coming out of the top of them. Um, yeah. I think atomics are terrible looking and they don't do anything. This magic with the floor and the whole thing, not necessity. You know, I, I really, the only thing I say is, don't put on shoes like, and I know it's not as popular, but like Air Maxes that have like air bubbles and then go get under a 500 pound squat. Like, that seems like something might go wrong, you know? Yeah. And as mm -hmm. much as I kid about like, you know, chucks and stuff, I train them just because I like them and they're cheap. Like, 
you know, right. on other days I train in on clouds cause I think they're like super comfortable and I like the support, but like leg and back days, I always train in, in chucks just because I always have, I don't even know if I think it's like a flat foot thing. I think half of it's just cause I've always trained in that. So it's my ground zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's magic at all, but atomics are definitely magic cause they're right up there. Like they're the original Crocs. I, <laughs> I don't have anything against atomics but i never had a pair um they were never really my style i was always into like adidas and stuff like that so i just never had atomics and uh and then i did try like a few pairs of like when like the rider wears came out i had like a pair of those just to see how they were which is kind of like an atomics but i didn't really i like i like more of like you know like a chuck is great for the gym but i also like you know other shoes adidas and stuff like that so yeah, Kai Jordans. Green. I like Kai, Jordans. You know, Kai, remember Kai brought him back like 2010 ish. Well, he yeah, did like yeah. the, he did like the full on like like a boot though. It was like up yeah, the yeah, the boot. Oh, match yeah, the color did. to his sweatshirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, purple. Was, you know, as as if his calves needed any more attention, but the boot went up and had to open up 76 inches to get the yeah. calf yeah. in there. <laughs> I forgot that I hate Kai, and now I remember. Maybe you remember part of why. <laughs> exactly, because <laughs> he's better than me in every way. Anyways, yeah. I, I I I did have a question here I wanted to get to before the end of the show. Yeah. Um, because I actually have something that I'm looking into. Like a, a business wise, I'm talking to a couple guys that I know, and we're just sort of uh, feeling something out because we have, you know, there's an idea floating around. But you, you guys, um, you know, anyone who ever buys their meat in bulk, like directly from a farmer, like gets like a half a cow, gets it all yes. butchered up, fills his freezer, you know, guys that do that, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, ideally, that's the best way to buy your meat, you know, of course, you're getting the craziest price. So, we we actually um, we're actually kind of feeling this out, seeing you know what people would be interested because we we have the resources to bring you know uh, full beefs, half beefs, and even quarter beefs huh. uh, to two guys that want to pre-order their meat. You know you and you'd save an immense amount of money because of you know the idea we have you know cuts out all the middlemen and yeah. you know you'd be getting strip loin for hamburger prices basically you know and. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd, well, this is up here in Canada, but you know, you'd be getting, getting the meat for a far better price than at the supermarket. And, uh, but you know, you'd have to have a deep freezer. You'd have to split it with some of your buddies. Like you could order a half a cow and you could each take, you know, a quarter of you get four guys and you each take a quarter of the meat or something like that. But we're, we're feeling it out to see, um, see how many people would be interested. Cause you know, we're, we're looking to see like, you know, the economy price yeah. of meat. Yeah. Everything's driving, you know, and, and I don't see bodybuilders and fitness people wanting to, you know, drop the quality at all. They want the best. They want the grain fed. They want the, you know, all the, all, all that stuff. And, um, the, the grass, fed, the grass fed beef. I mean, they want the grass fed beef, you know, they want, they want the good stuff and they want the best price. And this would be the most ridiculous way to get it to them would be insane price savings. The only thing is you'd have to order early in the year and you'd get it later in the year, but it would last you like the whole year, right? You know, like right. you'd be getting a lot of meat. So Ron already um, sold yeah. me on this. Yeah. So that? we're, we're, how about you, Dusty? You know, like I'm ready. You know what I mean? I don't know, I know why Dusty. he didn't sell me on uh, buying into this is the part that I'm a little frustrated. Yeah. With, but whatever. Well, I'm, you um, know, I'm just, <laughs> just feeling it out. Feeling it out. But yeah. And then so, so whoever's interested, whoever would be interested, and, and you don't necessarily have to live where I live, but if that's something that you think is a great idea, we're just getting a feel for it. You know, the, the, the prices of, are up. Um, you know, not everyone's happy with the quality of the supermarket meat they're getting. They want the grass fed stuff. Yeah. So it'd be the best meat for the way best price. Like there's no way they'd be able to get a price like it, but you know, you need to have somewhere to store it and you'd have to, you know, be patient because you'd order it, you know, in the spring and you'd get it in the fall and it would last you, you know, all winter and all summer. And, you know, like you'd, you'd, you know, ideally you could order, you know, once a year, technically, if you had the space for it. You I know? got a question. You'd say thousands, thousands and thousands. Millions. Of dollars. I have a question. Okay. <laughs> if you do this, can we call the company Ron's Meat? Can I advertise it on the network? You can't beat Ron's Meat. Exactly. 
That's where I was going. Oh man! <laughs> or, or you know, yeah. if you want to, if you want to taste Iran's meat, just let us know. We'll send some out to you. We'll send. Them I've out never to had you. better meat in my mouth I'm, than Ron's. Yeah, there you go. I'm not. There we I go. I can see this going in so many itself. good ways. Yeah, it sells itself. <laughs> I, I, um, I can't say that um, the other guys will be thrilled about any of those names. But if but, what if it, um, they will when the numbers come in, Ron? Whatever gets the clicks off of here, yeah, I'm fine exactly. with exactly. <laughs> But yeah, here we so are yeah. back again to a bunch of people putting Ron's meat in their mouth. If you're in uh, Canada, definitely send me a message. Tell me if you think that's a great idea. If you would, uh, you'd be, you know, ordering ordering meat off me in the spring, and you get it delivered in the fall, Ron's and it's DM. fucking incredible. And there's you got a whole freezer full, and you save a couple grand over the winter time. You know, insane. So what you're saying See is, if is you're interested in Ron's meat, slide into his DM. Yes, and he'll put it right slide. in for a discounted price. Um, slide into my DM. <laughs> you know what's crazy though? Uh, seriously, is what I've run into here, which is wild, is going to the supermarket to get meat and not caring what it costs, and they don't have it. Huh? That's another thing. <laughs> and I'm like, like, what? I mean, so I, I, when I think of this opportunity, that's the first thought that came to my mind. Wasn't even the price, like. I don't have time to go to another store and now I have to. And that pisses me off beyond belief. You know, you go in or if they happen to put a sale on it, which brings it to twice what it used to be instead of three times, it's also Mm -hmm. gone because someone like me bought all of it. Like, yeah, you know, it's that is a big problem here with the good stuff, too, is because I think. In our area, they underestimated what people are willing to pay for quality. Hmm. So they under ordered. So yeah. all of the really good beef is gone, or if you see it, get it. Because I really think that they were like, oh, everyone's tight. And I'm like, there's a lot of rich people here that are not willing to step down, or it's or it's just important to them. They're not even rich, but they're like, no, I, I will go without ten, a different expensive tennis shoe or something because I need quality food. Yeah. Right. So what's what's currently happening is there's some online sites that sell grass-fed right from the farm meat. But mm-hmm. they sell it like so you they sell it to order. So you would like go on their website and you'd order strip loins mm-hmm. and they'd send you strip loins. But their prices are actually way higher than the supermarket because you're getting a premium product and all that stuff. Right. And and the infrastructure and the and of inventory is an enormous issue for those guys. Like there are massive massive operations. But this, you wouldn't be doing that. You wouldn't be ordering a pack of, pack of strip loins. You'd be ordering, say, a quarter beef or, or a half beef and you're splitting it with your buddy or whatever. Ooh, so yeah, you'd, all you'd, of it. You'd, you'd be getting all of it. You'd be getting some hamburgers, some strip loins, some sirloins. You know, you'd be getting everything and you'd split it up. So uh, we could use the same price per pound for the whole order and you'd save an enormous amount of money. Guys, I got to interrupt so, yeah. Kamal's with So us. here we go. Yeah. Rotate. Episode two, go. All right. Do we want to? Do we close that? Anything? Yeah, let's close this. Just uh, do a quick close. Thank you, everybody. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. And don't forget, soon you can have Ron's meat in your mouth. Oh (laughs) Oh, God! Yeah, (laughs) the guys are going to for the company. Yeah, the guys are going (laughs) to hate that. Remember, IamMutant.com. Go on IamMutant.com. Dusty twenty, Big Ron twenty. You know all that stuff. Thank you, guys. And remember, it's just bodybuilding.